And welcome into another episode of the Outsider Sports Hockey Podcast. Ben Mandel joined by Mikey D. No Tom Leone this week. We wish him well. Hope he gets better. But we have Stanley Cup Finals to talk about. That's what we're going to focus on. We will touch on any of the other noise going on in the National Hockey League after the Stanley Cup Final. But with the final going on right now, Mikey D, we're going to dive into this. And the Vegas Golden Knights, they have a 2-0 series lead. Now, the way this series was really being hyped up heading into it, obviously nobody expected Florida to just get their doors blown off in games one and two, but that's what's happened. Vegas continues to roll at home. They've been one of the best teams all postseason. I'm correct. I mean, I think they lost a home game to Edmonton, but outside of that, they lost one home game to Winnipeg. They rolled at home the rest of those series and they rolled at home against Dallas. So Mikey D, what are your takeaways from games one and two here? I mean, I'm not going to say that I was shocked because I know in our staff picks and everything like that that I gave you, you know, I had Vegas win this series. I mean, as much as the Panthers have, you know, elevated themselves this postseason, you know, with the goaltending by Bobby, I'm not going to pronounce his last name, Ben. Not going to, not going to cave, brother. Um, but uh, you're not going to, you're not going to do a Charles Barkley where he said Sergey Babushka. Yeah, no shot. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, let, I'll let Charles Barkley sound more foolish than me for once. But uh, that was great, though. I, I forgot about that. That's, that was fantastic. Um, but yeah, like obviously, you know, Florida elevated behind, behind the play of, uh, you know, Bobby, their goaltending. And then obviously Matthew Kachuk's has, has had a, obviously, a, you know, a legacy performance, um, in this playoff run so far. And, you know, it looks like they weren't going to be slowing down, especially the teams that they were beating. It was very impressive. You know, you got Toronto and, and, uh, um, and et cetera. We thought that we're going to be 10 times better and Boston to come back on Boston. Obviously can't forget about that. Um, and, and, you know, just, you think this team is just running in full head of steam, uh, going into this, uh, Stanley cup final, but then, you know, you meet your match, right? You know, it's like, uh, it's, they found a team that's not taking them lightly. And, you know, we talked about them all postseason and it's these Vegas golden Knights, man. They are, they are a complete team. I, that's why I thought, um, you know, kind of in my opinion was the Stanley cup final. And when they had Dallas versus uh, Vegas, because I thought those two teams were the most complete teams, but obviously they're on one side of the bracket. So you can't have that, but. If you're going to ask me, I think that was the Stanley Cup final. And we saw how Vegas took care of business. Um, and, uh, and and it's just, they just met their match. And, you know, Florida's spark is slowly starting to go away. Do I still have faith that they could pull something out of the hat again? Absolutely, because they had the talent to do it. And they do have the goaltending to do it if he, um, you know, Bobby wakes up. But at the same time, um, you know, this Vegas team does not look like they're slowing down. And it looks like they found their goaltending too, Ben. I know you wanted to touch on that. But, you know, it looks like the goaltending matchup head-to-head, it has looked equal. It has looked, um, and it's looked like one guy is trying to steal the show while the other guy is slowing down a little bit. Yeah, the goaltending definitely has been a surprise, especially because this was supposed to be the one glaring advantage for Florida, and it's not. Aiden Hill has been fantastic. I know I sent you this uh, Bleacher Report, uh, their hockey account. They tweeted out a picture, and it's really funny. I sent it over to you guys 20 years ago. San Jose traded away its number three goaltender, who had just turned 27 for a draft pick, and then he went and led his team to the Stanley Cup final, almost winning the Conn Smythe Award for a playoff MVP. His name was Mika Kiprasov, and boy, oh boy, did he have a fantastic career. Aiden Hill, now 20 years later, at 26, was the number three goaltender for San Jose and was traded away to the Vegas Golden Knights. He has now led his team to the Stanley Cup final. And who knows, maybe Aiden Hill might win the Conn Smythe. I don't see it. I think, I mean, but it really can go to anybody on Vegas. 
I do want to touch on, though, the fact that, you know, you, you mentioned Matthew Kachuk and what he's doing. Tom had said last week that Kachuk is the Conn Smythe winner for Florida if they win at all. And I disagree because I was t- I was saying that I, you know, I think it has to be Bobrovsky because he's the guy who, when he's on the ice, they weren't losing. When he's in net, they hadn't lost. Well, I think it might actually be a little bit more glaring towards Matthew Kachuk through games one and two for Florida. All the penalty minutes, the misconducts, I mean, he's he hasn't been on the ice the entire time, and it has shown for the Florida Panthers the way that they've looked I think, you know, we we definitely didn't undervalue how important Matthew Kachuk is, but I think that we're seeing in this Stanley Cup final that he is truly the most important player for this team, not Sergei Bobrovsky. No, I totally agree with you there <laughs> because obviously, you know, we saw what it looks like in net, um, you know, for, for Bobby the last few games, everything like that. And he's human, obviously, right? Uh, but, you know, Kachuk, when he gets frustrated, instead of, you know, elevating his talent, like you were just explaining, um, it really throws the whole scheme of things away, especially everyone around him. Because if Kachuk's playing at his best, everyone's playing at their best. But, you know, as we are seeing that, uh, you know, Kachuk, it's not, I'm not saying that he took a step down, uh, but just like I said, I think he just met his match defensively. Vegas is very good, like we talked about. And, um, you know, obviously Kachuk's not getting his way on, on certain things. So, you know, it looks like, you know, if he slows down, the rest of this team slows down. Yeah, and I did mention heading into this series, look, Vegas hasn't had to play a team like Florida. They've gotten to play these big, open, run-and-gun, transition-type teams that want to score a ton of goals. Well, Florida can score, but they also want to try and bully you. And they haven't been able to do that because Vegas, as I was saying, heading into the series, is also built to win a physical game. You know, they're defense first. They shut down the middle of the ice. This is what the Vegas Golden Knights do. But let's move on here because I do want, I love this story. And the Knights equipment manager who, uh, you know, passed Mark Stone the stick on um, his one goal, the one goal where he got the primary on, broke his stick in his own zone, skated out. The puck was working its way down the ice. He grabs a stick from the equipment manager who, you know, somehow the camera was on him and, you know, it's posted all over uh, social media. I love the fact that this is blowing up because he's getting credit for an assist here, you know, with a lot of fans because of the effort he put into getting Mark Stone the stick so he did not miss out on this play, which directly led to a Vegas Golden Knights goal. You know, Mike, I know we were talking about it before off the air, uh, before we started recording the pod, but what are your thoughts on this and how awesome is it to see a guy getting some recognition when he didn't necessarily have a direct impact on the ice, but he did off. Yeah, all I gotta say is Ben, not all heroes wear capes, right? Or even hockey equipment. I think I know I thought that video was awesome. I, I didn't obviously notice it um until you just showed me before we got on here. But you know, it's just awesome. And then you can explain it, you know, for me and you, Ben, you know, probably in our careers, you know, we're we were both football players growing up. Um, and you can say that we weren't always in the spotlight here. We, we were the office alignment. Office alignment don't get get mm-hmm. recognition or crap at all. And uh, you know, we're the ones who were putting into work. It's always the little things on the side that, you know, I'm not saying this guy went uh 
you know, he deserves a friggin' medal, but at the same time, he did his job to perfection and it led to a Vegas positivity. Um, and he's helping the team win, even if it's the littlest and slightest of things. So, you know, it's all, it's awesome. He's getting recognition he deserves. And, uh, you know, and, it, and we should see more of it often because it's always the behind the scenes that helps every team elevate in the professionals. Right. Um, you know, if that's the trainers, if it's these equipment guys, if it's, you know, the coaching staffs, if it's even the commentators and, 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 uh, you know, and analysts and all that and everything to, you know, to put up the film for all these teams, you know, everyone deserves recognition in the, in the entire building in that franchise. Right. Um, so it's kind of awesome to see that this guy is definitely getting it and as deserved. It really is awesome. And, you know, you brought up a great point and it's, you know, so many little things go unnoticed and, you know, people always say in team sports, the little things do matter. Every little thing matters, especially in football. You know, they're always like little details, little details. Well, this is a little detail. This guy could have been lax a days ago getting Mark Stone the stick. And that leads to Mark Stone just jumping off the ice. This led to a chance in transition for Vegas that they would not have had. Granted, you know, if Mark Stone's stick doesn't break, then it's an opportunity either way. But his stick breaks, does not matter. He's able to stay in the play because of the effort from one of the equipment guys on the bench. That's what's nice to see. The little details really do matter. Now, before we kind of jump into the storylines for the remainder of the Stanley Cup and, you know, through games one and two, I want to ask you, how does Florida stay confident? I know that, you know, they came into this series super confident. They had rolled through Carolina, rolled through Toronto. Once Bobrovsky came in in the Boston series, they rolled through Boston. You know, this is the first time they've really gotten punched in the mouth this postseason since round one, and really the first time that they've taken a hit on the road like this. They didn't lose back-to-back games on the road or really – even in this postseason rather uh, too much, except for games three and four in round one. You know, so this is a team that hasn't had to deal with this yet. How do you remain confident heading back home in the Stanley Cup final despite losing games one and two the way that they did? I think it goes to the point that we just talked about, Ben, about Vegas being physical and obviously having a great defensive scheme because they do, right? Uh, but if you know, if you look at the box score in both games, you know, the Panthers are actually out hitting Vegas, you know, by a significant amount too. You know, they out him they out hit them by seven in game one and they and they out hit them by almost twenty in um in game two. So the Panthers are being physical. We're just not seeing it because Vegas is capitalizing with their scheme. Um, and as well, they're also getting the big hits in timely manners, right? Um, so I just think the Panthers need to stick to their game plan. Obviously, they're here for a reason. They deserve to be. Like you said, they they feasted on great teams. Um, you know, they didn't expect to. Um, but you know, it goes back to to reality at the same time, right? Like this team um kind of is a Cinderella story. Obviously, you know, you're an eight seed that's made it all the way here. Um, but at the same time, you know, you have the talent, that's why you're you're here you had the gold thing that's why you're here and you also need to you need to rely on bobby again um and i'm going to keep saying his name even though it's not actually his name i'm going to keep saying it because you know they depended on him this whole postseason run you can't let two games um you know shake out of him you know you can't let it fluster him you got to keep him in net despite you know even if they did score 13 goals in the last two games right vegas you know you got to keep him in net because he has been your guy from start to finish you need to ride and die with them to the end and you need to see if he makes a turnaround and maybe he will with the pressure on um you know at home to make a difference right um so i just think they need to continue to be physical because clearly they are on, on the stat 
They just need to make the presence known more and they need to help Bobby out. They need to have the defense scheme needs to be better. They need to stop letting up breakaways and, uh, um, and just give him a chance to play at the level he was playing at before. And they'll have a chance to get back in this game. I guarantee uh, the series. I mean, I guarantee that they pull one out in Florida. I definitely can guarantee the pull out in Florida. It's just a matter of fact that they can get the confidence back in him and Kachuk as well. Yeah. And you know, confidence is key. And, you know, with that being said, Matthew Kachuk after game two is he said, you know, they haven't lost their confidence. They said that Vegas could very well be thinking, hey, we're halfway there. Maybe that could sneak into their heads a little bit. But, you know, Kachuk said they didn't feel like they were out of that game in the second period, despite the score being a little lopsided. They feel like they can win. And, you know, they understand it's hard to win on the road and that a series is not over until the home team loses a game. And you know what? Florida is still in good shape. We talked about this with the Devils Carolina series. You know, New Jersey, the only have to win one game on the road, technically, as long as you take care of business at home. That's what Florida is going to have to do. Now, let's jump into some of the big storylines through games one and two and heading into the rest of the series. I have three big ones here that really are glaring. We've touched on them pretty much, but let's really dive into it. The goaltending. Aiden Hill has somehow been the better goaltender. This was supposed to be a huge advantage for Florida. It hasn't been. Aiden Hill standing on his head in game one. In my mind, the reason why Vegas was able to win game one. Now, the Knights, this is the reason why they won game two. They are not backing down. They are welcoming the physicality. And it looked like Florida was backing down a little bit. And then the last one is I really do feel like Florida is showing their true colors. I think the magical run is starting to wear off a bit. I did pick Vegas to win this series in six games. But in terms of Florida, I said this, you know, throughout the postseason. Yes, you know, this is a great team. I thought that they had a shot to make it to the cup. They reminded me of the 2012 New Jersey Devils. I've been seeing the comparisons to the 2012 LA Kings. I know that they were the eighth seed. The Devils were a sixth seed that year. But this is a team that I don't think is good enough to win the cup. I think that they will get exposed in the cup, like I was saying, and like we're seeing so far. And, you know, while I think that they could win a couple of games, overall, Vegas is just the better team and that's what we are seeing so far vegas's defense has been tremendous aiden hill has been great but mike let's get your thoughts so far on the first one here let's talk about the goaltending i know you've been talking about bob and how he's you know got to get the confidence back he can still do it but why has aiden hill been the better guy I think it just limits to the amount of chances that the chances that both of them are facing and obviously the high danger chances they're facing. Right. I mean, like I said, I'm just going to go back to the stats again. I mean, in game one, um, like once again, like it's a, it's a category that we're, we're seeing in different here, like the shots, Panthers outshot them. It wasn't by much, but they outshot them by one. Um, in game two, same thing. They outshot them by three. So the Panthers are getting their chances. You know, Aiden Hill's just capitalizing on the weak, um, high danger chances of them. And then on the other side of things, you know, Bobby's facing breakaway after breakaway, high danger chance after high danger chance. You know, I just think it's like it's killing the confidence of Bobby while Aiden Hill is is gaining his confidence because he doesn't have to face too many high difficult shots. And he has. I'm not I'm not discrediting him at all because we saw the stage that he made in game one. And my God, it was unbelievable. 
Um, you know, he definitely took advantage of that. And he, and, uh, you know, not only did he make those insane saves, but he's obviously riding the momentum of them. I just think that they just need to, you know, get behind Bobby. And um, at the same time, you know, try to limit those chances because he's just facing high danger after high danger. Well, I, Aiden Hill, as he is facing high danger as well, he's not facing as much. And I think that's the reason why his confidence keeps building while Bobby's is drowning. Yeah. And, you know, I think this goes back to what we saw with New Jersey in round one against the Rangers. I think Florida was thinking that they were going to be able to go and play their offensive game. And they underestimated how good Vegas is defensively. I think they need to just be more careful. Be Stay at home, protect your zone, protect your cage, and take your chances when you have them. They have the forecheck, so go get pucks in deep and create opportunities. Vegas has done a better job getting traffic in front of Bob. I know, you know, we saw Bob absolutely hung out to dry in game two, but in game one, it's all screens and redirections and finding a way to make him uncomfortable, and that's what Vegas is been able to do a better job of and that is make bob uncomfortable florida hasn't been able to make aiden hell uncomfortable and they're trying to with the physicality but you saw it right from the get-go in game one when aiden hill is taking swipes at some of these florida guys in front of them they are not backing down and this goes into the physicality part of it vegas is a very tough strong team and i don't understand where the idea came from that florida was just going to come in here and bully the vegas golden knights because i'll tell you right now this vegas team is much stronger and tougher than that toronto maple leaf team we saw florida deal with in round two yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. I mean, to an extent, and it, it just goes off, off, also off of that star power that they have over in Vegas, right? You know, not only are they physical, but, you know, they had that star power to, you know, kind of throw some teams off a little bit, especially even this this red flame hot team in, in Florida. And and I do agree with you, you know, even with the stats I said before, that it seems like Florida is just out hitting uh, Vegas to a maximum. And even though it says it on paper, um, you know, you know, Vegas is doing it again with their scheme and they are physical and, you know, they don't let you get under your skin, no matter how many times you're going to hit me, you know, I'll hit you back and, and I'll, I'll stick to my game plan despite you trying to throw me off of mine. And it looks like that's throwing off Florida because, you know, they're trying to be as physical as they can and it's just not working and throwing off uh, Vegas' scheme. And that's why I just struggle so much. Yeah, it really, it really is something Florida, I think they just need to be smarter. I think that they're playing a better team that is strong, that is physical. And while, you know, we've said that Vegas hasn't had to play a team like Florida, in all honesty, Florida hasn't had to play a team like Vegas. I mean, they played Boston, who turned into more of that run-and-gun transition, make-you-pay-with-a-mistake kind of theme. Toronto, they're certainly a transition offensive style team. Carolina maybe is the closest thing, but Carolina doesn't have nearly the talent that Vegas has, especially with the injuries Carolina was dealing with, with no Pacioretty, no Spachnikov. So think about that. I mean, and how close that Carolina series was. Tom and I were ripping Rod Brindamore for saying what he said about how that series wasn't really a sweep, even though it, like, you know, because of how close every game was. But those games were close. I mean, it's not like Florida went in and blew their doors off at all. Florida went in, they're winning close games, they're able to tough it out, and they're able to pick up wins in overtime. They're able to eke it out. 
with Vegas, you can't just eke them out. You have to mm-hmm. play a full 60-minute game, and you know you have to be at your best just to have a chance to win. Yeah, 100%, and I agree with you. And, you know, it doesn't help. Obviously, you know, we talked about, you know, they're the eight seed, right? You went into this uh, number one seed team. Obviously, they have home ice. Um, and you know best, too, Ben. I'm going to use that as an advantage for Vegas. Um, you know, the fact that uh, they're going into series like this um, and they have home ice, you know, we saw that T-Mobile Arena, the way that they act and the way that they, uh, you know, they have their pregame uh you know, initiation in Vegas is probably one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Um, and I think they could throw off a team just from that itself. You know, it's all about the atmosphere. It's about home ice too, uh, definitely. And, um, you know, the fact that Vegas has 2-0 now with that home ice advantage, it, uh, you know, it gives me a lot of doubt in Florida going forward. Yeah, it's, you know, one of those things that is difficult and it's tough to look at. It's tough to see, but it's tough to do. It is a tough series to go out and win. You know, we talk about the last four are the hardest to win, right? Those last four. The last game in a series is the toughest to win. So the the desperation is going to be there for Florida. I'm not worried about that. But what I am worried about is, is Florida actually a good enough team to win? Because now all of a sudden this question is rising. With Vegas up two games to none. Vegas looking like the clear cut better team. You know, you, you, I heard you say it before. Florida doesn't even look like they belong on the ice with Vegas. So while the effort may be there, the confidence may be there for Florida. Are they actually good enough to win four of these remaining five games? Oh, man, I got to go with no, man. <laughs> I'm just going to be blunt, man. I just got to. I'm going to just go with no. I just think that Vegas is proving their number one seed. And, you know, another thing, too, I've been naming all these advantages so far. Obviously, their goaltending is playing better. The defense, the defense scheme is better. Their physicality has been, uh, you know, at the same and at a par with Florida as well. Um, You know, they have the star power. They have the veteran status. They have, you know, it just it seems like this is the most complete team. I'm going to say it again. Like, last series, the Western Conference final was the final. I'm going to say that again, and you know, for you, Ben. And, and another thing, too, now that I think about it, Obviously, Vegas went to the Stanley Cup a few years ago. You know, obviously, they're they're inaugural year, and they lost. And you know, don't you think that they want to get that one back? And they already have a chip on their shoulder as it is, and now they have the the full complete team to do it and get it done the right way. You know, I just think that you know Florida is is a lot of trouble. Obviously, like I said, you know they pulled they pulled uh, tricks out the hat already, especially in that Boston series, and they ran with the, they ran with the Flames. But I, I just don't think you could do it against this Vegas team. I think the time is up. Um, you know, like I really like your prediction of Vegas and six. I think Florida will pull one out um, at home, um, but then maybe steal one on the road to make it interesting. But at the same time, I just don't think uh, um, I just think it's over for Florida. I think it's Vegas this year, rightfully so. Yeah, and the so the the overwhelming consensus I'm feeling there is that Vegas is just too good. So I do want to ask, are we seeing Florida's true colors or is Vegas just this good? I mean, I can say that Vegas is just that good, right? I just think that's the that's an extent of things because you know, I are we getting can we really sit here and say that Florida is that good uh, because of what they've done in this postseason. Obviously, teams get hot. It's about who you play and, and, and what time and everything like that. I understand that. Um, and Florida obviously took advantage of that. They got hot from the Boston series, like I said, and they ended up going on a run that ended up beating great teams in Toronto and Carolina. Um, and not not just 
beating them, but they beat the crap out of them, right? Um, so it's like you can't really sit here and say that Florida isn't a good team. I'm not saying you're saying that, but like uh I don't think it's fully uh luck and like a of the run and everything like that for it because they proved um they're a good team it's not like they squeaked everything by I, could, I mean you could say in the carolina series how close it was despite them sweeping them um you know how close it was but um you know i think they deserve the recognition of being here um they obviously deserve to be i just think vegas just is that good because on the other side of the things um you know while florida was was surprising everybody and knocking the socks of everybody in the east vegas was doing that in the west which you could argue was probably a lot stronger uh than the east this year because we saw the strong teams in the east get knocked out early yeah and i think there's a double-edged sword to that i i do want to touch on i i think that the east did have i like that i like that pun i like that pun there ben it's pretty funny good job yeah i appreciate you catching that now i do think that the east has better teams i think that this i i believe that boston toronto and new jersey are better than what we saw at West. Now, I have to admit that I did not think that Vegas was good enough to win the cup this year. I ben, was ask, very, I, very can wrong. I, can I cut you off for one second and ask Let's you, because I would love to hear you know, your opinion on this. Would you say that Florida's run was harder and or easier than Vegas's run? Because they, obviously, I know that Florida had to get past Boston. That's, that was obviously the hardest task that any team in the playoffs had, had to face, especially the way they did it, right? Uh, but then you play the Toronto team that obviously won their first playoff series and God knows how long or ever, <laughs> almost ever. Um, but, you know, and then you play a Carolina team that had a lot of injuries, right? Um, and everything like that. But then on the other side of things, you got this Vegas team that beat Edmonton and the talent that they have. And then they obviously they went on to beat Dallas, a complete team that we talked about, you know, the whole way. Like what, what run were you, do you think was harder and or easier here? Well, Let's let's look at the teams Florida had to beat, right? First, it was the Boston Bruins. Most points in the league at 135. Next, it was the Toronto Maple Leafs. Fourth most points in the league, tied with Vegas at 111. The next team they had to beat, the second best team in Carolina with 113 points, who had just beat the third best team in the league in the New Jersey Devils. The road that Vegas had, they beat... The highest point total team they beat was Edmonton, who came in sixth in the regular season. Next for them, the 14th team in Winnipeg, and then the Dallas Stars. Dallas found themselves in eighth in the league in points at 108. So I would definitely say Florida had the tougher path. I think that Vegas, you don't want to discount how good of a team they are, but Florida had to go through the three best teams in the league pretty much. And that's just ridiculous. And I I believe Florida got hot at the right time. I think that the time off in between that Eastern Conference final and the Stanley Cup final is what cooled them down. I really think that was just a lot of time for them to sit back, listen to the hype train, hear about all the great things they're doing, the historic run they're having. And it's just too hard to keep that intensity up. And you can only keep believing you're the underdog for so long. I think Florida realized that. They heard the noise. And I I have to say, you know, I'm not sitting here trying to say Florida isn't deserving of being here because they are. They won those 12 games and they earned it. They had a very difficult path to the playoffs. But to say that Florida is a team that is there with Vegas, just they're not. 
I, while I wasn't buying into Vegas, I thought that the East had the better teams. I do think that Boston, Toronto, and New Jersey, all three of those teams are more than capable of beating the Vegas Golden Knights in a seven-game series. I think the closest thing Vegas played to is in one of those teams was Edmonton. And while Edmonton had Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl at the top, I mean, think about Vegas, the way they had, they defended Edmonton. Yeah, that's all great. But when you only have to defend two guys now, try taking on Boston where they're throwing 12 forwards at you that all can score. Toronto, deep lineup, New Jersey. You've got Jack Hughes, Jesper Bratt, Timo Meyer, Nico Heischer, all guys you have to worry about. Plus their bottom six can score too. So it's not like, yeah, you beat a top heavy Edmonton team, but they haven't, they did not have to play the best of the East. And that I, I definitely believe Florida's path was harder, but at the same time, you know why their path was so difficult? Because they were the last team to make the playoff. And that, that shows that's what it is. You know, the Florida Panthers difficult road, but they kind of paved it themselves. They set themselves up for it. When you look at Vegas, they earned the top seed in the West. So they earned a soft matchup in round one. And I, I believe, you know, to your point earlier, you said that the Western Conference final was the Stanley Cup. I, I believe it was the second round. I believe it was Edmonton and uh, Vegas. I believe that that was the two best teams in the West. I believe that Edmonton was better than Dallas. But in terms of a true Stanley Cup final, I don't think we saw it because I don't think we saw the best teams play. I think the East having their top teams knocked out early really did hurt them. And that's why we are seeing Vegas coast to the cup. All great points there, Ben. You know, I just had to get your side, you know, the point of view of things, you know. I like when you I like when you play host sometimes, Mike. (laughs) <laughs> I, had, I, had to throw, I had to trick it up a little bit one of the last pods of the of the season i had to you know throw it in there no exactly and you know we will end up having uh, a podcast or two on our you know weekly regular scheduled day after the cup final but then we will kind of go on hiatus a little bit of a break before doing some episodes in the off season and getting set for the 23 24 regular season that is going to do it for us on today's show Thanks again for Mikey D joining us as we talk Stanley Cup Finals. Check us out on our website at outsidersports.net. You can follow us on Twitter at Outsidersports3. Search us on YouTube and TikTok by searching Outsidersports. Make sure you guys lock it in. We'll see if Florida has some pushback. Rest of the Stanley Cup Finals taking place. We'll likely have another show before the end of the final unless Florida is unable to you know, get things going here and they do end up getting swept. But I know we are all excited here at Outsider Sports. Make sure you keep it locked. Stay tuned in. We'll have more coverage coming your way.